It's me, Dan, from Harmontown. You can hear episodes of our show and 30 others before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. The TuneIn app is a free mobile audio app available across iOS, Android, and Windows. Podcast superfans get even more from their favorite shows. For four weeks, new episodes of Harmontown will be available a full 24 hours early, exclusively on TuneIn. Podcasts will release their new episodes early, including feral audio shows like Drinky Fun Time, Dome People Town, and Natural. Butte. Tune in is also full of content like live sports, news, music, and audiobooks. Get the next episode of Harmontown right now at the TuneIn app at tunein.com slash Harmontown. Audio. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Mystic, Mystic Party, Party, the world's premier crypto-psychology show. I'm your host, Southern California's leading psychic, Bria Grant. And I'm your other host, Zane Grant, professor of occult studies, recently unemployed. I spent my Halloween at Pimp My Pooch. Pimp, pimp My Pooch or Pet My Pooch? Pimp My Pooch. Oh, what happened? Up in Burbank. Uh-huh. What happened? Well, it all started nice. You know, people were dressing up their little dogs in pimp costumes and... Other kind of it was like a pimps and hoes ball. Have uh-huh. you ever been to one of those? Uh, I remember them from like junior high school. Yeah, did you never went? I don't think I went. Do you just you just if I'm a woman, I just wear something real slutty. Is that right? Yes. Okay. It was like that, but with dogs. Okay, great. But ha- were the girl dogs in girl slutty outfits, and the boy dogs were in like hats with feathers? Yeah. With Is that lip- what pimps wear? Yes. Okay. With hats lipstick. With lipstick. <laughs> oh, lipstick on the dogs. On the dogs. And, uh, yeah, and a black wizard cast a spell. Uh-huh. Those dogs were permanently given those attitudes. Oh, no. So the slutty dogs just wanted to have sex with everyone, mm. and the pimp dogs just wanted to make other dogs have sex with everyone and then take their money? Yeah. Is that the attitude a pimp has? So they called me in to reverse all that. Oh, that's good. It really is a place. You don't know? No. Uh, it's on Magnolia. It's near... Uh, They'll, like, vajazzle your dog or something? <laughs> Hey, we have a guest here today in the studio. It's um, it's Dave Tooney. Hello. Tooney. Hello. Hey, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. And I think the attitude of a pimp is a, it's a business attitude. Oh, oh he just has like really good business acumen. I think so. Uh, like so, he's just like you know, I really put my business first, family second. Yeah. And, um, I work. You know, I work eighty hours a week. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what they think. And yeah, then they're just. They're it's all about the cash. In, punching out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's good to know. Um, do you what what kind of attitude would you say you have if you had to say some like real stereotypical sort of um uh borderline offensive character? Oh, um I my I guess my attitude yeah. would be that of like uh a a a carefree a carefree prince. Oh, wonderful. A carefree prince yes. who does what he wants when he wants. Yeah. Regardless of his par- parents' views uh-huh. and the views of the ladies that he entices oh. as he mm. dances, dances amongst the amongst the surf. Sort of a, char- yeah, so a you're charlatan. Just, and you're just like throwing yes. around money and then they take it and you say, nah, uh, uh, and you grab that money back. Oh, I'm a real scamp. Oh, oh it's so <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah. That just sounds like such a great life you're living. That's a good Dave. life. It's not bad. Um, so you're, you're um, an improviser. 
Yes. And um, uh, like, you know, what, what are you doing right now? What have you been working on? Tell, tell everybody at home, all oh, the people boy. listening. Uh, well, we talked about how I was going to buy those coffee mugs earlier. That, that right? is we true. We talked about that. Thinking yeah. about buying coffee mugs. Thinking and about buying Thinking them. about getting into coffee. And also thinking about getting Considering into coffee. Considering it, but not totally sure. I tried to talk you out of it. Don't like the taste. I do not like the taste. But have you been to Starbucks where they put a lot of things in it and make it like 1,000 calories? Uh, yes, I have. And I've tried that. It's not enough for me yet. Not enough. Okay. So when I go there, I'll usually get hot chocolate. Oh, which is also delicious. Which is delicious. And I do like... But I don't want to do that every morning. I do want to do that every morning, but I won't do that every morning. I would have a lot of respect for a man who makes hot chocolate every morning. You spend the <laughs> night with a man, and he wakes up at you, and he says, "How about a nice hot chocolate?" You know, wouldn't I that would... be the coziest guy? And then he puts, he gives you, you know? marshmallows and yeah. stuff. Yeah, wouldn't that just be like, are we in a Put cabin? Put on your Tinder profile. You know, like I, I wake up every morning with I, nice yeah. hot chocolate. I want, I want someone I can share a, a hot chocolate with. I have too many things on my Tinder profile as it is. Oh. I got to back off. It's like scamp. Yeah, last, I got scamp in there a few times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A few times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Being middle and end, I just want to make sure that they, they get They really it. get your attitude. <laughs> they understand. Yeah. One of my favorite things around Christmas time is to go to Starbucks, order a hot chocolate. Yes. Extra large. Mm-hmm. Um, drink like half of it. Mm-hmm. Take it home and have cold hot chocolate soup for <laughs> breakfast the next morning. <laughs> Throw a few marshmallows in and... I I can send, I'll put the recipe up on uh, the Facebook page. Oh yeah, please put it up. <laughs> Sounds great. Mm-mm. I think cold hot to... chocolate soup. <laughs> yeah, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Martha Stewart's stock. got nothing on you. <laughs> I like going to Starbucks in the not so much out here because it's so warm, but when I lived in Wisconsin, like in the winter, I would like to go to Starbucks and I'll get up, <laughs> I'll get a peppermint hot chocolate. Uh, but it was the one I would go to is like connected to a, a bookstore, like a local bookstore. Uh-huh. And I would like I got kind of full of myself. And I'd be like in there and I have a book and I'd be like, oh, like I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm like getting into NPR. And like I'm I wish I was that I wish I was that person who was like coffee every morning, brings their books, is way into NPR and like that. I wish that was me. <laughs> but, you were, but you were kind of you were you weren't getting coffee. You were getting peppermint. I was getting peppermint hot chocolate. So you were kind of a liar. Like I, you just like people were like, oh, that guy with his coffee. But we really had a peppermint hot chocolate. A peppermint hot chocolate. I did not have a book. I'd have like a Sports Illustrated. Oh, swimsuit issue. Yeah, from like two years ago. <laughs> that was the, that was the best one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we have we have News Girl Sid in the house today. News Girl Sid. How's Hello. it going? It's going great. You Wonderful. keep giving me some real long news stories, though. I'm sorry. You know what? I even cut those ones off. Those are just you like did? half of them. Yeah. Some of these are two pages. Well, you could summarize if you really want. Or you can find another job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. And where will I find one with such good benefits? <laughs> it's All right. Freezing. First story. News girl said. <sighs> okay. Get ready, everyone. It's a long one. This creepy 65-year-old clown will terrify your misbehaving kids for cash. How could I not do this one? This was good. It's the next one everyone's got to be ready for. Desperate parents in Naples, Florida have a new weapon in their arsenal for reigning in misbehaving kids. His name is Wrinkles, and he's a creepy-looking clown who has been spotted at gatherings in public and outside people's homes for the past few years. Wrinkle's real face remains hidden beneath a distinctive mask with large black eye holes and a receding white hairline. He favors a polka dot onesie with black rubber gloves, and he's rarely seen without a bundle of colorful balloons in one hand. A slight paunch gives him the unnerving appearance of a menacing, (laughs) 
man-sized baby (laughs) (laughs) who lurks in sewers and children's closets. For a few hundred bucks cash, (laughs) he told the Washington Post, he'll make an appearance at your party or gathering. Prank your friend or even scare your misbehaving kids straight, as he was recently hired to do by one mother looking for a way to reform her troublemaking 12-year-old. He was scared of clowns, and I showed up across the street from him at the bus stop, and he just started crying in front of his friends and ran home, Wrinkles told the Post, somewhat remorsefully, in his heavy New England accent. His mother called back a few days later and said, Thank you. Now, when he acts bad, she just has to ask him, Do you want Wrinkles to come back? (laughs) Wrinkles declined to give his real name, but said he's a 65-year-old Rhode Island transplant and military veteran who worked various jobs throughout his career (laughs) before retiring a few years ago. He's divorced, without family ties, and moved to Florida about five years ago. (laughs) To escape the cold New England winters and settle into a more relaxed life, he said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll read them before, so I'm not so surprised. Um, I really support fear parenting. <laughs> parenting based around fear. Oh, you're gonna you you're not gonna clean your room. A really scary clown is going to come here and scare you and make you cry in front of your friends and embarrass you. So you better be, clean that fucking room. If you're going to make a supernatural threat or some sort of serial killer threat to your child, you need a way to a safe way to follow through. It is, and he really is providing that. This this retired man at sixty five. His self esteem has got to be through the basement, right? <laughs> Why do you think so? He's providing a very legitimate. You're hiring uh, uh, him. You're hiring because people don't like him. <laughs> That's why you're bringing him in. And he's divorced. And he's <laughs> so old. He's old, and uh, he also looks like a man baby in a oh, onesie with a punch. Baby. The man baby. If I want to insult someone, I call him a big baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's your biggest insult? Yeah. <laughs> he's a military vet who's kind of a vagabond, held different jobs. Like... That's like an old Rambo, right? Like that's what he, is. he found his true calling, scaring children and pranking, obviously, college boys. Because yeah. that's who would hire you. They go, you know what would be funny? I have a little extra cash. I'm a frat guy. I'm going to prank, prank my frat brother. Yeah. Hey, this is gonna, this is gonna, you're, you're posting this in the Washington Post? Let me make it very clear. Cash only for my services. <laughs> cash only. That's the one thing we got to walk away with. All right, next news story. As people lay dying, vivid dreams or visions bring comfort to nearly all, Buffalo Research suggests. As an 88-year-old man lay dying, he dreamed of driving somewhere unknown and then heard his mother say, It's all right. You're a good boy. I love you. A 54-year-old dying woman dreamed of a deceased childhood friend who had caused her great pain. The friend appeared as an old man and told her, Sorry, you're a good person. And... If you need help, just call my name. A dying 62-year-old woman reported comforting visions of a little girl dancing in her room. These are just some of the dreams of the dying collected in a recent study in Buffalo, the first rigorous examination from dying patients' perspectives. As the end of life approaches, people experiencing dreams in which they see dead relatives waiting for them or describe preparing to take a trip Deceased friends visit and tell them everything will be okay. 
It's a mysterious phenomenon reported since ancient times and given little attention by science. But the project in Buffalo indicates the experiences can be profoundly meaningful to patients and warrant more attention from doctors. In the dreams, you can see the person working through their fears and becoming more peaceful, said Kathleen Hutton, whose sister Rosemary Schaefer participated in the studies. Rather than dismiss dreams and visions or try to stop them with drugs, the research strongly suggests that caregivers understand their significance. Among the key takeaway of the work here, dreams and visions are common among the dying. They're so vivid they feel real, and they appear to be part of a process coming to terms with death. It's a built-in mechanism for soothing a dying patient, said Dr. Christopher Kerr, chief medical officer at Hospice Buffalo. The researchers took pains to distinguish end-of-life dreams and visions from hallucinations or delirium. This took a this took a sad turn from Wrinkles the Clown. Yeah, nice just Wrinkles the Clown, we could laugh at, but you can't really laugh at the dream the dreams of the dying. You can't. The dreams of the dying. Yeah, are some or of the, the funniest dreams of all. Oh really? You think so? <laughs> oh, the yeah. hallucinations. I think a little girl dancing around the room is really fucking scary, but yeah. apparently we gave that woman comfort. <clears throat> I can imagine a really old woman lying in bed. Just thinking, like, I just wish a little girl would come in here and dance around my bed. It would bring me so much joy and comfort. Yeah. I feel like that's all I imagine is an old lady lying in bed. Mm-hmm. That's what brings you comfort? When you're, when, comfort? when you're like, I'm really distressed. You imagine an old lady lying in bed dying? If I have a really bad, st- you have a really bad stomach virus. Yeah, that makes me feel better about my situation. <laughs> I picture people in worse, worse scenarios. Than oh, that's myself. really good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So if you're at home, you have like a like a kind of a bad cold. It's like not keeping you in bed, but like keeping you from having any fun and like breathing through your nose. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I, remember Vietnam? Yeah, at least I'm not. Yeah, yeah in that. Vietnam. Because there's nothing Vietnam. worse than dying of old age. Yeah. I don't know if that's... <laughs> The most horrific being in Vietnam. death of all. <laughs> no. No, old age you think is the Vietnam, worst? Vietnam, you're like, why did that person die? For the freedom of the South Vietnamese. <laughs> but an old person just dying of old age. I don't think you will die. No reason die at all. Can't even give it a medical reason. That's not, not a thing. <laughs> I think you, you don't die of old age. You die because your body gives out. That's old age. Gives out? Your body's, your heart's just like, nope. Because it's old. Like a building? It's just, t- it's no, like, I think there's like medical reasons. Yeah, you're too old for your times. stuff to work. <laughs> just finish, quit, shit quits working. Yeah, I think you try pumping blood around your body for eighty years. <laughs> I will. I'm doing it right now. That's what I'm hoping to do for eighty years. Well, good eighty luck. more years. You I'm doing a lot to be of 120. Fish. Yeah, like Zane makes it seem like, hey, you're dying of old age. Well, then you die for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You die at 20 for your country. That's something I can respect. You know what you should do when you're 80 is you should go join the army. They should drop you out of a plane. Yeah, as a bomb. Onto the Viet Cong. Like, just put a bomb in your stomach and just drop you. But you, like, have, like, those things on that, like, yeah. helps you. Like, like, you know, like a shirt with wings? So when you're like gliding, like a like a, like a flying squirrel, yeah, yeah. a flying squirrel. Yeah. So you like go exactly where you need to go. Oh, cool. Doctor Scra- Strange love it. Just yeah. rodeo that bomb. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Do- Strange love it. It's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, last news story. Let's hear. UK's oldest tree is undergoing sex change. Botanists say the UK's oldest tree, thought to be up to five thousand years old, is undergoing. A sex change. Records have always noted the Fortingall yew in Perthshire as a male tree, but it has recently started sprouting berries, 
something only female yew trees do. Experts at the Royal Botanic Botanic Garden in Edinburgh spotted three berries on a high branch of the tree, located in the churchyard of the village in Fortingall, Perthshire, and have now taken them for analysis as part of a conservation project. Dr. Max Coleman of the Royal Botanic Garden said yew trees have been known to change sex but before, but discovering the process on such a special tree is what makes this a special story. The Fortingall yew is believed to be between 3,000 and 5,000 years old and is one of the oldest living organisms in Europe. Coleman said, Yew trees are male or female usually, and it is pretty easy to spot which is which in autumn. Males have tiny things that produce pollen, and females have bright red berries from autumn into winter. This process may have happened before, but we know the Fortingall yew has been classed as male for hundreds of years through records. The sex change isn't the amazing bit in this case, it's the fact that it's this particular tree. I feel like they just missed those berries. Like many, just, many years in a yeah, row. Yeah, I feel like they just never saw them. I'm like, oh, 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 it's changing sex. Okay, wait. Oh. How many people in this room knew that trees had a sex? Because that was the most shocking not. part of the story to me. I, 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 I know it. Did you really? I actually don't believe it. Yeah. I still don't believe it, even after reading the story. Well, one no. of the biggest city planning mistakes in the history of the world. Oh, God. Was in Washington D.C. <laughs> is it home for you? <laughs> they, uh, no, we get city, it. Your city has a <laughs> your city has a really dark background with city planning. <laughs> she was married to two different city planners. And they're extremely. Wait, they planted a bunch of male trees next to each other, and they didn't what? breed or something. No, no, but they no, they, they, um, the ginkgo balboa trees. You took a real leap with where the story was. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just assumed they were male. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, he's a male city planner so he was only planting <laughs> men trees am i right <laughs> ladies um they're ginkgo trees i'm just gonna shorten this please <laughs> they're and uh you, you might have smelled them there are these berries that drop that uh if you step on them they smell like throw up what yeah and the male ones or the female ones i don't remember which d don't do that and the other ones do Probably do the male that. ones, and so they accidentally like planted these vomit berry trees oh, all over great. the city. So around this time of year, actually, they just smell like vomit berries. Horrible smell. They don't. They haven't gotten rid of them. They're just like we're. Gonna They're every. Stupid. They planted them all up and down every street. Because because DC was one of the cities that was like really planned. Very planned. Do you know you can land an aircraft on like one of the the major streets in DC? I can like, ma I could land an aircraft on any street. <laughs> <laughs> you can like land a plane. It's like long enough to land a plane on because really? they wanted to make sure it would be like an emergency landing place. Yeah. Zayn and I both lived in DC at one point. <laughs> I only lived there for three months. I did not learn as much about it. I did a full term, four years. How do you tell the difference between a male tree and a female tree again? It was like male one. trees have pollen, female trees have vaginas. Berries. Berries. But they didn't say, they said for a botanist who was like very big, he was like, male trees have stuff with pollen in them. Right. What's the stuff? Is it a flower? It's a. Uh, who knows? Guys, it's someone who has a minor in botany oh, from the God. University of Texas. Uh, I'll we tell get you. get it. <laughs> the stamen is the part of. Anyway. I know that from Greece too, okay? You didn't need a degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell them that next time they get called and ask for a donation. Yeah. Uh, Did you know you could just watch Greece too <laughs> and learn everything you taught me? <laughs> okay. News Girl said thank you for the news stories. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Guys. Great ones. Goodbye. Good really luck. Great.
Um, so Dave, you're not here to talk about male and female trees. No, I are you? I wanted to. I wanted to get past that part of this. You really wanted to get time. through it. Okay. Wait, do you have to leave? No. Do I have to leave? Yeah. Yeah, I do have to leave. Okay. Yeah. Was that a tree joke? Was that what was that right there? <laughs> yeah. What were you doing there? I just thought I, I thought I saw somebody outside. Oh. <laughs> um. So Dave, but you're here because you're having a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have some sort of paranormal issue. Uh, yeah. Um, what's going on with you? Uh, I guess I'll just kind of give it to you straight. Oh, um, yeah, please. Straight, uh, not crooked. Yeah. Uh, I was in a uh, alternative rock band for Ooh. a long time. Cool. Oh, sexy. What was the name of it? Uh, the Nutty Uncles. Oh. oh yeah. And uh, what I did you play? Um, we played alternate. Oh, the you. instrument? Yeah. Oh, I, I was lead singer. Oh, wow. I was lead singer. So you got so many ladies. I got a, a few. I mean, huh. they like it. I, you know, I strut around stage a lot. Yeah. And uh, some ladies take to that. And do your head like this? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is a podcast, so I like to do things that are physical so people can <laughs> picture what I'm doing in their, bra- All in their brains. Comedy. Know this. It was exactly what I do on stage. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a few years ago, uh, my band members were killed in a horrific oh, helicopter crash. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez, a helicopter crash. Well, let me clarify. Um, we were, we were, we had all just gone to Carl's Jr. Yum. In, uh, in Nate's Chevy Caprice. And Nate is your bandmate, and then Nutty yeah, uncles? he's a drummer. He's a drummer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just, we had just all gone to Carl's Jr. and um, we were driving back to our rehearsal space, and there's a helicopter. Off in the distance, that Drew, our bassist, was like, "Hey, that looks like the Channel Six newscopter." Oh. And then we hit, we hit a a large, a large, what can only be described as a cow, and uh, the car flipped, and everyone. Everyone in the car died, uh, was killed, and uh, that was a hel- <laughs> that was a helicopter crash. <laughs> that was a helicopter crash. So you call it <laughs> you call it a helicopter crash because mm-hmm. you were looking at a Drew helicopter. Drew had pointed out that you thought saw it was the a, helicopter, he was wondering if it was a tra- <laughs> Channel Six newscopter. Yeah, we hit a cow. <clears throat> car flipped. Cow didn't move, didn't budge. That's got to be a. I think that that's got to be a Holstein. They're a sturdy. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna ask one more time. Hmm? You saw a helicopter in the in the Drew sky. Drew saw the bases. Saw the Channel Six. What we think was a Channel Six newscopter. I'll be honest. We never confirmed it. Okay. That's what we think. But you call the crash the helicopter crash. But we call it because we call it a helicopter crash. <laughs> okay. All right. Just clarifying. Yeah. Uh, great. Okay. They died instantly. So they all the nutty uncles died. They all died. My head hit the windshield, but the fortunate part was that I had a God. Thank God, I had a double cheeseburger that had like between <laughs> my head and the windshield. A single, I don't think it would have saved me, but a double did, and I survived the crash, virtually unscathed. It was between your head and the windshield. Yeah, between the head and the windshield. How did it get there when you were? It was a it was a just helicopter a crash. You don't know how these things are going to play out. Like that's just what everything flew everywhere. 
So, like, I can't control everything. I mean, I was holding it at one point. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you Drew survived. saw what he thought was a Channel 6 <laughs> newscopter or basis. Hit a cow. <laughs> Hit a cow car flipped. My head cushioned by the double cheeseburger. Yeah, by the double cheeseburger. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that sounds horrific. This it sounds like a terrible time terrible. in your life. Okay. Terrible. Yeah. Well, but nothing paranormal about that. No, that very... That is very normal day to day thing. Hit a cow, yeah, people, saved by a double cheeseburger. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. Uh, the problem came uh, a month later when I decided to hold a like I guess like a tribute concert, a, a tribute show in honor of my fallen bandmates. And I'd gotten some friends of mine from some of my other. Uh, other bands that we were friends with and I uh, got them to fill in the parts uh, Nate the drummer and Drew the bassist and uh, and Ryan our uh, rhythm guitarist we yeah. don't have a lead guitarist just rhythm <laughs> we, only have a lead, we only have a rhythm guitarist yeah, he didn't like doing solos or anything yeah no 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 no, no. Um, <clears throat> all, rock band. Just what? Rock band. all rock band all, all rock band all rock yeah. yeah yeah not a lot of solos not a lot of solos <laughs> your dinosaur junior all solos yeah 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 oh yeah so we did. A, well, anyways, we did a uh, a tribute show, but before we could even get on stage, um, that night, the night before the show, I was approached by the ghosts of my fallen bandmates. The bandmates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, Nate, and Drew. Ryan, Nate, and Drew. Yeah, and they told me that I could not perform any of our songs, and that I should never ever perform our songs mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, because that were the songs of the Nutty Uncles. Oh. And without them, the Nutty Uncles are no longer a band. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, I've tried to perform several times uh, at various points because I love the music that the Nutty Uncles have made. Yeah. But every time, they have thwarted me at every turn. Yeah. They are scaring me <coughs> the night before. They, the, I feel like sound checks are mysteriously messed up with. Mm. Instruments are out of tune. Oh, no. Mm. And I'm unable to perform the songs that I love so much. Mm. Wow! And, we, and now you you hire like other the people to play in the band with you. Yeah. When you pro- but you do try to perform as the Nutty Uncles, even though all the other uncles are technically dead. Yes, I do because that's a name that people know. Yeah, it's very popular. Yeah, that's a name that people know, and I want to know like these are the songs of the Nutty Uncles. And mm-hmm. to call it anything else, they're I, they're not going to understand it. And and to be honest, the the our fans are clamoring. For our music. What's the demographic of your fans? Uh, sixteen to sixty-two. Well, oh wow! Yeah. Just, so many people love them. Yeah, we have what we do when we put out albums is we would put out uh, a younger version of the songs. Sure. Something for adults, uh, like thirty to forty, like mm-hmm. you know, having families, mm-hmm. um, and then fifty to sixty, like. You know, uh, um, just people who like are old people older people music that is a little more gentle. And you put out three different albums I for put every three album. Three versions of every al- we put that out three versions of every album. Oh, oh, you put out three ver- or on one album. There's three versions of each song. So like, <coughs> we put out no, mm-mm. we oh. put out three albums, but they're all the same song, but they're variations of the same oh, song. Oh, oh, like so one for the young people, one for people having families, and then and one for, for all like, the phases of life. Empty nesters. Yeah, yeah. For all of, and so we'll change the artwork a little bit on each album, 
and like some will have a little bit more cursing for the younger people. Um, we'll keep some of the cursing in for the middle age because they still kind of like it. The thirties and forties. Yeah, they like the to be rebellious because they're like, yeah. I'm not, they're like, I'm not dead yet. Right. They're still, yeah. they're still, they're still alive and kicking. And uh, and then the the empty nesters will take some of that out there. Take it out. Gotta, like, and they kind of jazz it up, make it more like like jazz it jazz. up. They might have some grandkids in the back seat. Oh, that sure. They're gonna playing on the radio, so they don't want to. You don't want to have that stuff in there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's I, great. I pulled up your band on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I, they don't have all your albums. They have um, Get Nutty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, were there any? What were there any? Uh, Just Get Nutty. Is that your only album? Get Nutty. Was our only album. Okay. So yeah. we did just the what we did, but we did three but versions. Three versions of it. Of that. So technically, you did three albums. Technically, we did three albums, mm-hmm. and then we did a greatest hits album, um, also a live album from with songs from all three albums, or did you just? No, we just picked one of the. We just picked one of the albums. Greatest hits. We picked the greatest hits from. We picked the top ten songs from that album. Okay. Um, there are eleven tracks on the album. We picked oh. our top ten. And made that a greatest hits album. I see the live album on. Uh, yeah, they have some of your live stuff on YouTube. Yeah, it looks like you guys opened for Blues Travelers. Oh. <laughs> opened for Blues Travelers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's great. They're in there, uh, run around. Yeah, um, that's uh, harmonica. Yeah, that's harmonica. Yeah. Harmonica in that band. Absolutely, John, the fat guy with harmonica. John oh. Travelers. John Travelers is his name. That's his name. Well, look, I think we're getting a little away from the ghost problem. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which is more You're right. I'm just, I just love music, guys. I just have so many questions clearly. about music. I've always you wanted know, to be in a band. A lot of people, not music fans. It is weird. Like, I'm, like um, anytime I'm on a date, I'm like, but do you like music? And so many people are like, no. No, they're like, not really. They don't like music. But do you like music? <laughs> are you always interrupting part of a conversation? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But do you like music? <laughs> now that you're like talking about something boring, like their job or parents or something but i planning i really like to get to know someone by asking if they like music anyway um so our phone lines are blowing up right now people are just we got i think got a lot of fans calling a lot of people interested um kiki can i get line three line three kiki please yeah hey 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 hello hi hey uh dave do you like music yes well i used to like music I liked I liked I liked music in the past tense. Who who is this? Who are we speaking to? Oh, uh, my my name is uh, my name is Nate. <gasps> yeah, Dave. The it's, Nate? A, it's, a, it's a blast from the past. The rhythm guitarist. Oh, rhythm guitarist. Nate, Nate you hate solos? I I despise them. Mm. Oh. I I could never really I never really had a taste for them. I didn't like. I don't like to show off. Mm-hmm. I come I come from a small northern Indiana town where people know to keep their mouths shut and their yeah. heads down. Uh, and no no one likes flash. No one likes bangs and flashes. Yeah. Nate, what are you doing? What what this is unbelievable. What, what I well, I heard you telling your side of the story and I needed to call in and just tell people what what was re- what really what really went down. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's hear it. What do you mean? Yeah. This is a so we were so here's the reason why you're not allowed to play any of our songs. Any, oh. None of them. So you will admit that you're a ghost and you don't want him to play his oh, songs. Oh, I'm very dead. You're a ghost. Yes. Okay, great. I'm, I'm just want to clarify for the listeners at home. I'm currently possessing a woman in North Dakota, Ooh, so, that, so that I can work her rotary phone. Next time, save some money. We have uh, internet. We have interdimensional lines. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you don't do? need to do yeah. all that. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. so guilty. Oh, it's no, fine. Don't worry just, about it. Her kids are here. They're screaming. Oh, it's fine. What do you mean you feel guilty? You've been 
trying to get me to stop playing our music for so long now. What? What gets? Well, yeah, but she didn't do anything to me, Dave. <sighs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't look, think I did anything to you either. Oh, oh, that's... Here's the thing. Let's hear that, it. That double cheeseburger that saved Dave's life, yeah. that was my... That was my double cheeseburger. <laughs> oh. oh, so you tell the story the exact same way, which is you're driving down the street, you see a helicopter in the air, yeah, and six. And then Ryan saw the helicopter, and then... He hit a cow. What could only be described as a cow. Only be described yeah, as a cow. It was, it, that, but it was most definitely... you had gotten a double cheeseburger a from Carl's Jr., mm-hmm. not Dave. And Dave was holding it up in the air saying, hey, whose is this? And then it was like, oh, this oh, is the new six. Goodness. So the six news helicopter. Maybe, maybe the channel six news uh, yeah, helicopter. No one can know. I can't, I can't, I can't recall perfectly. To be fair, my head was removed from my body after oh, after wow. the exit, so it was there was a lot going on. So you're mostly upset about. It should have been me. <laughs> it should have been me that survived. Because because your head would have hit the cheeseburger. It was, yeah, my and Dave's head would have been removed from his body. My, that was my life-saving cheeseburger. So it's not a copyright infringement question. Oh well, it's also that. Oh. oh. Dave, come. was it was it Nate's cheeseburger? When I pulled that double cheeseburger out of the bag, uh, it looked so juicy and tender, and uh, I was like, "Who's is this? Who's is this?" <laughs> yeah, you're it's holding like it goofing, up, kind of holding it up, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, well, there's Nate, a time for goofing and there's a time for eating. I'm sorry, Nate. I gotta admit to you, I. I ordered, I ordered a small fry. Oh and, God, uh, that wouldn't have saved your head at all. Not at all. Too flimsy. They would have, they would have spread out. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, no cushion at all. God, I'm sorry, Nate. I, that was your double cheeseburger. I tell it as if it was my own. Look, look. Sorry, sorry may work for some people, but it's not going to work for me. I am, oh wow! I <laughs> no am, forgiveness my here. My admission is not going to allow. <laughs> You don't feel like maybe your unfinished business was get to get him to admit that, or your that was not your unfinished well, business. I, I have one other piece of unfinished business. Oh. The the one song that didn't make it onto our best of album oh. that was my song. <sighs> Dave, is that true? Yes. Jesus. He did write a song. It was only it was all rhythm guitar. <laughs> it was all rhythm guitar, no lyrics. Look, no, I, no drums, no bass. No drums, no bass. Just it was all rhythm guitar playing rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was it was a very experimental piece, and mm-hmm. I'd really I would appreciate it if Dave could just say once and for all that he loves the song "Nuts About Rhythm Guitar." Yeah. Look, during our concerts, I'm going to tell you right now, when he would do "Nuts About Rhythm Guitar," I feel like the audience felt like we were all just either changing our instruments, getting a water. Or looking over the the song list. Sure, What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Your song was experimental and challenging, and gave me the inspiration to push push boundaries on our lyrics and songs. Then I don't know if I would have done that without the chances that you took on that song. Aww. Wow. I'm sorry. That's that makes me feel much better. Wow. You so you're feeling good, Nate? Yeah, I, I am. And let me tell you something else, Nate. You saved his life by buying that cheeseburger. Sure did. You could have died of old age. Could have. A coward. Mm-hmm. That would have been horrible. That's right. So show a little appreciation. Wow. Uh, you're right. Well, Dave, I feel like we solved your problem. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. I got to get out of this woman's body. You her, should. Yeah, sure. her kids are crying. Yeah, okay. So. Well, thanks Goodbye, for calling Nate. in. Goodbye, yeah, Absolutely. Nate. 
Bye. Bye, Dave. Right. Goodbye. Well, t- uh, sorry, I keep thinking Nate. That was that guy's name. That was Nate, the Nate. guitarist. Yes, Nate. Nate. So, well, that's good. I'm glad Nate called in. That we was got great. That, we got that unfinished business solved. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. You know, normally I have listeners call, but how wonderful is it that your bandmate called in? That yeah. felt great. I've, if only I could have the forgiveness of Drew, our bassist, or Ryan, our drummer. And you know, we should have asked if that was them doing the tech stuff or if it was just a shitty tech. That's a good point. Sometimes oh my it's just God. shitty tech. Yeah. It may have been a shitty tech. Yeah. You never know. It's my nephew. My nephew's our tech. Oh. oh. Yeah. Well, maybe. He does not want to be there. Mm. Maybe we'll get him on the line. Does not want to hang out with his uncle. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's take another. Uh, let's take another call. Yeah, great. Good. Uh, line two. Line two, please. Dave. <gasps> no. It can't be. Caller, who who are we speaking with? Oh, hey, it's uh, it's Drew. Where are you calling from? Yeah. Oh, Drew? oh, the Drew. Yeah. Yeah, this is ghost of bandmates past. You know. It's like uh, it's like uh, some sort of Charles Dickens novel in here. Yeah. This is great because I don't know what we would have talked to with. Any other guests that have called in, like what questions they would have, or what you'd be we're surprised about. about what questions people have when they okay, call. Okay, yeah, right, you'd be surprised I, on the show. Fortunate. It is fortunate they all happen to be listening. So, uh, this is. Hi, uh, uh, I'm Drew. I Drew. was the bass player. Yeah. Of the um, Nutty Uncles. Oh, oh true. You sound kind of sad about it. <sighs> um, things didn't end well. Mm. A lot of unfinished business. A lot of oh. unfinished business because you're a ghost. Great. Right now. Great, right, great, great. Right. So ghost. And you're using our interdimensional lines, right? Yeah, you're thank not. You. Thank yeah, you guys no problem. For, for having those. That's why we have them, you know? Uh, just, I just wanted to say uh, every time uh, Dave tells a story, um, it seems like I'm the one that caused the accident because I pointed to the helicopter. And I just want to say that that's not how everything went down. <laughs> just, who does that? No, oh. Who is that the Channel 6 newscopter? He's pointing pointing at the sky. He says that's what you did. Now, what what did you? That's how I remember it. Tell us the story. How do you remember it? That's exactly what happened. Who was where? That's one thing I want to get down. Who who was in what seat? Who was driving? Who was in the... Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, Nate was driving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dave was was shotgun. Shotgun. Uh, He always... Always got shotgun. I call it. You just call, call it, it when you get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you call it, you get it. So. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was behind Dave in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the yeah. Great. Yeah. And then Ryan was in the other seat. Yeah. Ryan was our drummer. Mm-hmm. Drummer. Yeah. Um. And so um. What? How do you remember the story differently? Well, it was a very beautiful sunny day, and we were so psyched uh, to eat that Carl's Jr. And uh, coming back home, and Dave was going through the bag, and and. You know, uh, getting getting the food to the right people, and in the distance, I I thought I saw a noose, a noose copter. Yeah, that's what and Dave to be, said. To be fair, that just to be upfront here, Drew is a news head. All right, loves oh, the news. Loves, loves news. Loves it. A news loves head. Now, local, local news. news, or you like like a CNN? Oh, I'm. Uh, I, I love it all. Great. Yeah, yeah, I will watch it all. Uh, it's constantly on my on my uh, on my TV and on my phone. I have I have a news feed. Oh, great, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I, I said, oh my gosh, yeah. I was like, is that the news cop? That is the Channel Six news copter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I said. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't point. Oh. I didn't. I didn't point or distract the car at all. Now, Dave, this is a podcast, so people can't see that you're pointing. He keeps pointing. You didn't. You didn't dramatically 
swing your arms across your body. You swing your left arm across your body and look as if it was like a a, a citizen seeing Superman fly across the sky. Like, look, there he is. Oh, look, it's a newscopter. You didn't Something do that? Like that? No, it was more just like, oh, hey, there's the Channel 6 newscopter. And it was... It was just like not a big deal not to a big you. Deal. Like you like news copters, but they're not like your favorite. Yeah, it's just it's just you're more me... into news than copters. Yeah, it just makes me happy that someone's in the air reporting the news. Gotcha. That's not your favorite thing. I feel like I f- is it. I get you like copter tour gift certificates like every year. Do you not did you not like those as gifts? I have to be honest. I never, I never went once. You oh never went gosh. once. Those are really expensive. You really waste. should have gone. They're, they're like, I mean, they're like five hundred dollars to go. Yeah, they're I, like five hundred dollars. I don't, lo- I don't love heights. Oh. I'm not a big heights guy. Uh, true. What are you big into? You don't like copters. You don't like, like heights. News. Oh, news. You like news. news. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. News head. So that wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, you could have just got me a little, uh, little uh, transistor AM radio. I would have been happy. <sighs> Now, what, okay, so I'm sorry. So I don't know if I understand your unfinished business. Oh, uh, so that's not the reason. Uh, so, yeah, so I just want to say I am not the person that caused a huge accident. I just simply remarked that there was a copter in the sky. What I'm upset about is uh, Dave continuing the band. But if you look at all the newer albums uh, that he's trying to put out, it's it's uh, basically uh, it's it's – Drew killed us, but I'm still a nutty uncle. Oh. Drew killed us, but I'm still a nutty uncle. That's your. Uh, that's what you call your. That's what you call that. The I don't know how to, I didn't know how to like. They were not letting me do any of the songs. Mm-hmm. So like, you know how like Sublime is now like Sublime with Rome. Uh, I did not know that. That's what they say. That's what they say. Like for because Sublime that because Rome because somebody died. Yeah, because their lead singer died, so like the the rest oh. of the family won't let them. And the lead singer, the new lead singer's name is Rome. Is Rome, I believe, and that's a sublime with Rome. Oh. And that's how they have to label themselves on tours. Oh. So I thought, well, what if I just do something like that? Maybe right. Then my fallen bandmates will kind of get off my back. And so you renamed the band, or you renamed the albums? Uh, I renamed like on sh- posters, and also like I was gonna like. I was going to start over as far as the albums go, and like have a, a new self-titled album. Great. Only this was going to be. Drew killed, killed the nutty uncles. But I'm still a nutty uncle. But Drew killed us, but I'm still a nutty uncle. Yeah. That was going to be the new name that we'd go under. Okay. So there's still nutty uncle in the name. Yeah. But also, what I thought at the time was a concrete, solid truth. So you, per- even though aesthetically it's quite a departure from the previous title, Get Nutty, you chose the morbid title, Blaming Your Bandmate. Uh, you thought the truth was more important than aesthetics, and that's it. We are an alternative rock band. That is true. They all are. Turn- There's a little bit darker in yeah, tone. Yeah, yeah. No solos, only lead guitars. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just churning, chunky riffs. So, uh. what age group do you think would be interested in that? In that? Uh, in the Drew killed us, but <laughs> I'm still a nutty uncle. Um, I guess I thought that with the 16 year olds that yeah, we would appeal popular. to, like kind of more of a, you know, an emo, like, yeah. like parents type of mindset. Yeah, fuck you, I'm goth. Right, but then you have the 30 and 40 year olds I still think would have taken to it because they're like, oh, it's still the nutty uncles. Mm-hmm. And also, like, 
we remember Drew the bassist, and so it's nice to hear his name again, mm-hmm. a familiar face that we like to hear. Sure, sure. Kind of like a close friend. And sometimes when you're in your 30s and 40s, you kind of get away from your friends a little bit because you're focused on family. Sure. Friends are still important at that age group. They are. And we're, over, and we're, not, we're not focusing on that, and we should be. You still need your friends. And then I still think it applies to the 50 and 60-year-olds because uh, they're like – I, I feel like they're strong readers, and it gives them a little bit more to like. They love reading. A little more eye candy. And they like to think about death. Yeah, right. It's coming up. In your 50s, you're just like, yes, what's the next big thing for me? Death, probably. Yeah, that's the next big thing. Yeah, I mean, come on, Drew. You don't, you don't think it's a great idea? Uh, I just think it, it places all the blame on me. And if I go back to the events uh, in the car, I think Dave was actually the one who pointed his hand <gasps> toward the cop. What? Dave. Oh, my God, you're right. With one hand, I was holding up a double cheeseburger, saying, whose is this? And with the other hand, I was dramatically pointing toward the sky, uh-huh. saying, is that a Channel 6 newscopter? Oh, my God, that's all coming back to me. One hand in the air, other hand also in the air. Both hands in the air. Oh, my God. I killed my bandmates. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's all I needed. Okay, thank you. So Wait, you feel- before what? you go, before you go. Was it Channel 6 or was it a different news station? I never really got a good look at it. God! And he's dead. He's, he wouldn't know that He was decapitated. <sighs> wow. All right. Well, I'm glad we solved your unfinished business there, yeah, Drew. That. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Um, yeah. Maybe you got to... Dave, you got to rethink that album title. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's it's got a little harsh. A things. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Wow. All right. Well, you know, we're running out of time, but I think we should take one more call because we take three calls on this show. Okay. Um, And uh, but I I feel good because you've solved a couple people's unfinished business and those people happen to have been in your band and they're dead. It feels good. I guess like knowing the truth and uh, shining a little light on my past. Sure. It's it's a it's a tough thing to face. I'll tell you that. But it's like, you know, when you step on the scale, like and you're like, I don't want to step on the scale. I don't know if I've gained weight. I don't know how I feel. But like once you step on the scale, it's like, well. Now I know. Yeah, it's true. And it's so kind of true. a good feeling going forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All absolutely. Right. Now I can cut back on, you know, Domino's pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> you know when when you know that's a good thing, you know. When you know, you know. Yeah. Let's grab one more line, Zane. Noid the Noid. Uh can I get uh line five? Hello, Mystic Party. How you guys feeling tonight? Oh, oh we're good. Yeah. We're good. Who's yeah. this? Hey, it's Ryan. Oh, should have guessed. Yeah, Ryan. Drummer. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan the drummer. Oh, fun tonight, right? Yeah. You have so much. Well, it's been a little bit of a downer. We have talked to two of your dead bandmates. Oh, those guys are bummers. Yeah, yeah. This. Don't worry about this guy. He was. He and I were super tight. Super we tight. No problems with yeah. this. This is my closest buddy in the band. We got along swimmingly. I'm happy about this call. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. And you are dead. Oh, totally dead. Totally, totally dead. dead. Completely dead. Living it up. Hundred percent dead. And and uh, uh why are you calling, Ryan? What do you what do you gotta say to Dave? Uh first I wanna say, what's up, buddy? Hey bud. Yeah. That's man. probably why he's calling, just to like yeah. check in. Just to check in, man. Rehash good times. Yeah. I'm doing great, my friend. I'm doing great. Got a couple calls from Drew and Nate. Oh. Right. God. Yeah. Try living the afterlife with those guys. So you guys haven't been playing music in the? No, I I started a different uh, different adventure in the afterlife. Oh, what's that? Well, what is it? Uh, well, I was wandering uh, around the states, and I ended up in Rhode Island, and I found this guy who was like uh, ex-military, didn't really have a whole lot going on. <laughs> 
So I possessed him, uh-huh. made my way down to Florida, uh-huh. yeah. and now for cash only, yeah, yeah. cash only, uh, I scare children. Oh, yeah. yeah you're living mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. Scare them for cats. Scare children for cats. familiar. Yeah. Are you... Yeah, we just got a big promo in the Washington Post, man. That was, yes. like, that was huge. Yes. That was huge. We just uh, talked about that. Yeah. We just talked we about that. We did just talk about that. Talk That's about interesting. That. That's so crazy. Wrinkles the Clown. Yeah, Wrinkles the Clown. That's, That's you. A, yeah, that is me. So what, great, Ryan. I'm glad you found your... Chuck following that dream. That is so Ryan. You know, and it all is because of the inspiration of my death caused by Dave. Yeah, no Dave, Dave caused your death. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but now yeah. you. So that's great. Is that why you called? Is that the second thing you had to, to say, talk about? It was. Just, it was just to say to Dave, thanks, man. Because oh. uh, without you killing all of us and then <laughs> blaming everyone else except for yourself. I wouldn't be able to start my own business, no. which I have been wanting to do my entire life. Kill. Drumming was just more of a hobby because I was good at it that I, you know, I went through. Yeah. And would my, you say that your your probably your biggest personality trait was always starting being a businessman, like yeah. a, like a pimp, say? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, I would love if anyone on Shark Tank's out there. I would love oh, to just throw okay. a couple. Yeah, I want to I want to rewind just a second. Yeah. You said killing all of us. Uh, and you know, so far it sounded like a sad accident, maybe a little bit of irresponsible driving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And possibly the misappropriation of a hamburger. Oh yeah, no, all that went down, and the car rolled and flipped, and we all started getting out, and then Dave just took out a knife and slit all of our throats. <laughs> but it was all in like, I mean. What, uh, what what else was he going to do, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, Dave? Uh, um, God, you know what? I guess now that I look back on it a little more, you're right. We were pretty okay. Airbags did their job. Seatbelts saved lives. That Chevy Caprice was a strongly built car. <laughs> we got out. Everyone said, hey, is everybody okay? <laughs> I waited for everyone to say, mm-hmm, I think so. And then I took a knife that I keep wrapped around my calf, and I went over to each of you <laughs> and slit your throats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, I had to run you down. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I just remember limping while holding my throat with my right hand and blood squirting out and you got back in the car and well it was like a slow creep for a little bit and then you Mm -hmm. sped up you hit me you rolled back over to make sure and then you got out i was still alive yeah so you just snapped my neck uh which came off because the the knife wound yeah it came off yeah threw in a ditch yeah and uh and then I got out of there. It was great, buddy. It was great. That, thank you for That's, liberating me. Thank um, you for telling me this. That's yeah. so right. This is a real shocking end to this. I, uh, I think you really, I mean, I understand how maybe it was not your hamburger. Or maybe it was you pointing. But this seems like a big thing to leave out of the story, Dave. It Well, uh, yeah. But in in my defense, in like when it's a stressful situation, like sometimes your mind kind of goes blank. You just kind of do what you do. Like adrenaline kicks in. Like you're yeah. hear about like when people like will like a mother will like lift up a car to save her child. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, adrenaline. 
I make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> and then I walk toward the first guy as if to give them a hug. And he's who I slit first. Drew, I know we talked about Drew having getting decapitated, but I did just slice his head off. And then, everyone else is so like... Uh, I'm sorry, that was uh, uh, Nate was decapitated. And then Drew was like stunned, stunned. So I quickly went over to him before anything could really like set in. And I quickly slit his throat. That Ryan was catching on. And then he started moving away and walking. And then I started, I went after him. So that's right. That's right. Typical helicopter helicopter accidents. Yes. You know, yeah. Typical helicopter crash. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Hey, uh, good luck, man. Out there with Thank the new you. with the new venture. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so you're part of the band. Yeah, well, you know, everyone's got to move forward. Yeah, you became a scary clown possessed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah right. we got well, it. Thanks well, for thanks for calling. Great. Well, I uh, feel like we really solved your problem today. Yeah, I feel great about things. I mean, like you solved a couple unfinished business and had a great call with one of your buddies. And I'm putting out an album. Three albums. Good for you. Good for you. Well, kids at home, watch out for that. Kids and adults and old people. Watch out for that one. And let me tell you, available in South Vietnam. Amazing. (laughs) Where capitalism still still runs runs the show. Dave, if people were going to find you on the internet, where would they find you? Uh, They can find me at Dave Tooney on Twitter. And uh, that's the only thing that matters, right? I don't know. Um, Whatever matters to you. Yeah, that's what matters to me. Wonderful. Uh, like and subscribe. Um, go to iTunes and write nice things about Mystic Party. We love you. Bye. 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 Audio. of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hi guys, do you like drinking wine but feel like you know nothing about it? Do you like to complain and then soothe your woes with wine? Because if you do, we have a solution for you. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. I'm Ellen Clifford. And we host The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. Every week, a funny person wines to us and we get them smashed up, drunk, booze, liquored. Yeah, it's kind of like drunk history meets wine for the dummies book. Right, we give them a wine education. Yeah, it's like a boozy study hall. Right, so for instance, Brian Sophie, he had problems with people who hated Real Housewives. So we paired that with a Finger Lakes, or is it Fingering Lakes, rosé. Yeah, and Charlie Sanders and Camille Knox wanted to whine about people who whine on L.A., so we brought them a wine made in downtown Los Angeles. You'll see how it works. So if you want to laugh and learn about wine, check us out, boardwalkaudio.com slash situation. Always wine with an H. And anywhere you get your podcast. iTunes, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Outer iTunes. Space. All over. So uh, pour a glass and tune in, guys. Cheers. Cheers. I just-